Welcome back to our untitled non-name podcast. Um, yeah, it's Marvel and Giorgio. I answered a bunch of questions in the last episode. <laughs> Don't really know you gotta how be I like, feel about it. It's Marvel. I'm joined today by special guests. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Special guests. Your okay. mic is also pointed down like at the ground. Okay. I, I just don't want to have to reach out so much. Oh, true. I feel. Anyways, um, I don't know how I feel about the last episode, but here we are. I have a special, most important, most wow. respectable. I don't know if you're ready, but you need to be ready for this man. What an intro. He is a what an powerhouse. Intro. Anyways. Um, <laughs> That's how I introduce professors. Yeah. Like, she is a powerhouse. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And he, he's going to answer my very tough questions. Yeah. So, hey, tell us about yourself, sir. Uh, my name is Giorgio. Give us the moody intro. The moody bio, of oh, course. Bio. My name is Giorgio Rossi. Uh, I live on Colbertson 12. I don't know if anyone from Colby 12 would listen to this, but if you do, <laughs> you know I love you guys. Uh, I'm in the children and family ministry major. Why? I love kids. I love kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't. How many do you want to have? <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. I actually, man, I don't know if I should share this story. I'm gonna share this story. Who share knows? Story. Who knows where this would go? Mm. So, um, and it's not awkward. It's not awkward between me and this person anymore. So I think they would laugh about it too. Mm. So I was, I was dating this girl once. And I was over at her house mm-hmm. with her family. Wonderful mm-hmm. family. I, I love their family. And her older sister asked me mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And, you know, I think she was just, like, trying to make conversation. But I was kind of like, you never know. You never know. You're like, is this a test? You know what I yeah. mean? And so <clears throat> she's like, how many kids do you want to have? And I'm like, how do I answer that? You know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. How do I answer it? I mean, honestly. What's yeah. wrong with answering it yeah. honestly? Yeah, so my response to her I felt like it was pretty safe. I was like, it's it's up to my wife. I just mm. I was like, it's up to whoever I marry. And that's that's basically where I'm at now. Mm. It's like it's it's up to whoever I marry. Yeah, I mean if someone was like, I don't want any kids, I would not like no, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, do you have like in your brain, in any part yeah. of your brain, an idea of like you in with your family at church or going <laughs> to like what's your I favorite restaurant? Have, what's your favorite restaurant? Um my favorite restaurant? Mm-hmm. It's gotta be Chick Fil A. Okay, you so, and your family going to Chick Fil A? Like yeah. what? Um, what? How I many wanna, kids do you? To see? be honest, to be honest, um, I do still firmly believe like it's up to my wife. But I would love to roll up with the squad. So like, like twelve, I would uh, want twelve. Twelve is high. Maybe twelve. I'm saying it like six. Okay, six is a good number a squad, at least. Mm-hmm. So, but then like, yeah, it's just that's hard. But anyways, so it's up to my wife. But I like, it'd be hard to. To only have two mm. or three. How many kids are you in your family? I'm one of four, which I think was a good, like, healthy amount. It was, like, four. But I'd what, love what to... What number are you? I'm the youngest. Ooh. I'm the youngest. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome being a baby. So I would love to adopt some, too. So... Do you know where from? Up no. to your wife? No. Up to my wife. <laughs> up to my wife. It's up to whatever. I just know, like, that's something that I have become more aware of. Mm-hmm. Like just the increasing need for like adoption. Mm. How so, how have you become aware of that? Um, my friend Ryan Anderson. Uh, he might listen to this. Yeah, Ryan um, might be he one actually of has that. a podcast. He doesn't record that 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 often anymore. But he used to do one through Moody through XN Radio. Mm. And he would interview people that have been adopted or like. I love that. Their family has adopted people. So he was a guy that's like, he would be like, "You need to adopt. You need to adopt. Is you need he to adopt." Cfam. Yep, he's a senior. So he's like, mm. "You need to adopt." Blah blah. blah. And like he's like adopt or at least fund mm-hmm. an organization that does it, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, man, it would be awesome to adopt. I think it would be super sweet. But anyways, mm-hmm. so I love kids. Georgia's potential wife. I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I love kids. That's awesome, mm-hmm. and I love business too. So I thought I was gonna go into mm-hmm. business before Moody, mm-hmm. and then God, I felt like He was calling me into ministry. How did you explain the felt like? I feel like Moody kids. Yeah, it's so. so yeah, yeah, it is a general term. Like I felt. Um, so head. I grew up. In, long story short, grew up in the church. Stopped going to church around eighth grade. Mm. Went back. Went back my high school years because I just wanted to go on the trips. Mm. So which trips? Like, oh, the mission trips. mission trips. Just mm. you know. So going into my junior year, we were going to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I want to go. Because D.C. is a big city. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be awesome. And at the time, I was working at a kid's care place. 
not because I mean like it's not like I hated kids but I didn't love them <laughs> but it paid I think $13 an hour and minimum wage in Iowa was seven twenty five. Yeah, yeah. That's so I thought I was balling out. Sixteen year old. I mean, you look Iowa. Yeah, sixteen year old got the car, got the cash. You know what I mean? Like, what what can stop me? And so, I took that job, mm-hmm. and it was every day after school. And I realized I was like, oh, I'm pretty good working with kids because I love being goofy. Anyone knows me, like I, I act like a child. It's mm-hmm. for better or for worse. And so, I went on that trip. Because then I was like, I think I want to go into business, though, because to me, I was like, business equals money. I can be rich. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. true. And so I went on that trip, and I remember my dad went on the trip with me, and because he was on the trip, I don't know if he told me this or if I just thought about this, but I was like, I don't have to have my phone on me this week because my dad's here. You know what I mean? If people need anything, mm-hmm. they'll call my dad. Mm-hmm. So turned my phone off, went without social media for almost the whole week, and social media was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm an idol fueled the pride fueled the ego no one was more obsessed with social media than i was which is funny because i didn't have that many followers but anyways (laughs) nevertheless (laughs) so um ego don't care so i'm serving that whole week and we were doing like gardening like community service projects like nothing glamorous and i just remember at the end of the week i was like this has been so satisfying like not attached to my phone in the moment Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I wasn't really going to church. I wasn't that solid in my faith. Mm. And then eventually I was just like, I remember I think I was crying. And I was like, oh, on the National Mall, you know? Uh-huh. And so, which confused me because it's, I thought it was a mall, like a shopping mall. It's not a mall. It's like, the National Mall is just what they call like the lawn where like the Lincoln Memorial is, uh, the George, like all that stuff. I was right. like, where's the mall? So I was like, man, that's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got it. Like I was just, every Christian I think gets to that point in their faith what it's 9 49 yeah yeah <laughs> i mean your bedtime's too it's fine okay. anyways every christian gets to that point i feel like where you're just like okay whatever i'm experiencing i want more of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah for sure and so that was hope. it i was like whatever this is i want more of it and so i remember thinking like i gotta go like i can't i really thought long and hard after that trip like can i really see myself studying math for mm. four years i'm like but were you good at math yeah okay. i loved math i still do but i was like can i really study that for four years and i was like can i really study science like i went through every subject mm-hmm. like, can i study science for four years i'm like no way like can i study history like to, and pay for it like no <laughs> and then i was just like man i could learn about i mean you got to learn about god your entire life but you, you uh-huh. get the point i was like i could uh-huh. go to a school i could pay uh-huh. i would pay somebody uh-huh. to teach me about christ and then but I was like, what do I want to do? Because then like Moody, you have so many different degrees. And I was just And like, yet so few though, I feel like. And yet so few. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It seems like so many of you yet so few. And so I was like, man, everyone says I'm good working with kids. Like maybe I should, work with, maybe I should do that. And then I think God just kept pressing it on my heart. Like kids, kids, kids. Like the mm-hmm. kids carry a place I worked at. I would mm-hmm. see like broken families. I would see. And it's all the stuff where I'm like, oh my goodness, if they knew Christ, like if they knew Christ, mm-hmm. if Christ was present in the situation. And so that's how I came to do that. But I, so then I came to Moody and like, it is hard. I feel like to struggle with, okay, do I just forget the old self mm-hmm. and I want to do business, but you know, that's the old self like to death with it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or like eventually I think my sophomore year at Moody, I was like, man, maybe I could do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Cause I started working in admissions mm-hmm which is kind of like a sales job. Like okay. it's like you're yeah. calling people, yeah. come to Moody. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is awesome. And then I kind of felt bad. I was like, no, it can't be awesome. Like, th- no, mm-hmm. we left this life. And uh-huh. so I was like, man, this is weird. And then like, obviously I'm still very open to it, but the more, <laughs> even currently, the more in class we talk about like being a children's pastor, the more I'm like, I cannot see myself <laughs> doing this. Interesting. Um, which is very interesting. Why don't you? Why? Why do you not see it? Like what? I just suck. And this is going to be a lame excuse, which is why I know it'll bite me in the butt. I'll listen to this ten years from now mm-hmm. in my office as a children's pastor. <laughs> I I can't do the administrative work. I can't do it. And I know it's so lame. And I know that should never be a hindrance. Uh-huh. It probably makes me sound like a coward. Mm-hmm. I probably am. Mm-hmm. And so, Miss Wait, Smith, that's your answer. You can't do. The I can't do the work. administrative work. I can't do it. 
I can't do <laughs> it's so like lame. Pre- are you saying you prefer to be under someone like you're a detail oriented? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I can't like in class we'll talk about and this is I love that we talk about this. But like Miss Smith will talk about safety management. Are you as a pastor make sure you have your safety policies written out. Make sure you have all this like administrative stuff written mm. out. And I'm just like I can't do that. But no matter where I go you're going to have to do that. So Right. Right. Anyways, I mean, you. I've heard you say, as you said in the uh, the last episode, we walked together, and you're loud, so I hear everything, no matter who you're talking to. And I think I've heard you say, or maybe you told me actually in our note writing. Yeah. Um, but something about a coffee shop and whatnot. Oh, that'd be that's, awesome. Like that's. I mean, I would like for you to say more about that. Yeah. But so, that does have administrative. Yeah. Aspects. So it does. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's like. Aspects. Yeah. So every time I think about, it, I'm like, wait, how does that work? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like you in the sense of I have so many ideas like mm-hmm. I'm literally just like I'm not creative like with my hands mm-hmm. so I can't draw okay I can't play instruments worth a lick nothing like that but I mean, in my you could play the triangle I could play the triangle yeah, yeah I could make it work okay but I'm creative with my mind if that makes sense so mm-hmm. I have so oh, yeah. like I was yeah. telling someone I don't know what is it was last year or something I was like there's so many things this goes for any human but especially me like there's so many things I think about mm-hmm. that I just don't, I never say. I was like, if you knew how much, how many things I thought about really? in the span of five minutes, like. What have you, th- what crazy things have you thought about today? <laughs> it kind of comes, so I, what did I have? Sis the other day? I don't know what, like, I think about the weirdest things. But do you see how hard it is to say things on the spot? So, yeah, like, okay, but I'm just like, so it's, it's not always good. It's sometimes just stupid things. So I'm eating breakfast because my friend Josh gave me it. So usually when Josh, Josh Balsamo, he's a junior here. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see him in class, I always for at least a minute think about if we were to live together. Mm -hmm. So we went to Israel together. We might live next year together. Mm. So I think about that. I think about. You're not going to be an (laughs) Ari. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, when we graduate, so after next oh. spring. Oh, okay. So then he gave me breakfast. So I thought about eggs. I thought about sausage. I thought about like how it's made. I thought about like, oh, okay. I thought about how unhealthy eggs are from the SDR, or if they're still kind of healthy, or if you can salvage, you know, that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought about rice cakes. So basically, your mind is constantly. It's constantly gone. Okay. So. So, so back again, t- it's not always profound. It's. It oh can yeah. Be anything. No. Someone's like, "What do you always think?" Like sometimes people are like, "What do you think about right now?" And I'm like. You have like you don't want to know. It's not yeah. gonna be entertaining. Yeah. So, a coffee shop would be an amazing idea. So, the thing I like about business is at the core of it, it's the gospel. So it's like I have something hmm. that someone else needs, and yeah, like I have a good that someone else needs, and I can get it to them. Okay. Well, and I think the concept I love about it is that exchange that happens me giving the good to them that they need that exchange happening at an equal and fair level so it's like me having something giving it to this person they're not ripped off i'm not ripped off you know what i mean boom but i I mean i agree and i i appreciate that sorry i need to say this appreciate that you say that because i think what um what makes ministry faulty is when people see it as a business thing as a transaction and an exchange of you know the good news or products or whatever and sorry not products but the good news or just selling jesus and then in that like you know motives are messed up Mm -hmm, absolutely it becomes about the wrong thing and stuff so i appreciate that you say it needs to be equal it needs to be um balanced and stuff does yeah. that make sense yeah okay. absolutely so okay. that's what that's what attracts me to business and i like because it's just it's so people oriented mm-hmm. it's so people oriented and so a coffee shop would be awesome so i have a dream this would be like my ultimate dream mm-hmm. and me and my me and my friend have talked about this a lot the ultimate dream would be like a coffee shop that doubles as like an after school kids care place oh yeah and then so we had we had a coffee shop that did this back home and so they would host kids after school uh-huh they could come and do homework. Mm-hmm. They also had like a game. They had a Bible time, you know, your typical stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when they got into high school, they could start working at the coffee shop. So they learned oh, like jobs. That nice. would be the dream. That would be like that's, far and away like. I feel like that's within your reach. Like if you yeah. save up enough money. But it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you can't do it right out of, yeah. right out of college unless you're gracious enough to have the resources. So I'd love that. I'd love working. I would love to work at a camp. I'd love to work. I mean, I would love to work as a children's pastor. Like, I love that idea. 
Um, I would love to work as an admissions counselor for Moody. Really? Yeah. So I've talked to them a bunch about it, about getting hired after next spring. Huh. I've been like, because it's like, it's literally sales, mm-hmm. but a ministry. It's like, mm-hmm. I love Moody, mm-hmm. even, even though it has its faults and its flaws. Like, I love it. And I can tell people about it and get paid for it. And mm-hmm. like more than just that, it goes for anything in ministry. Like, yes, you're not going to get paid the best, but so many people, it's so crazy to think like I can tell others about Jesus and get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> children's pastor, pastor, worship. So like it's like, like a plus. Yeah. Like it's like you're getting paid. And satisfaction yeah. And now you're getting money. Yeah. Like you're getting paid. And granted, it's so much more than that. Like there's uh-huh. paperwork, all that stuff. But like, a worship pastor it's like dude think of that like you get you're getting paid to stand in front of people and help them worship like that is crazy and of course it's always messy church politics mm-hmm. so i'm not saying you can't be critical of you know that mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. but it's like oh my goodness people are paying me to do this yeah it's like at work sometimes I'm like people are paying me to call someone and tell them to come to moody i'd do that for free huh. and so yeah. Okay. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so passion seems to seep out of everything you say. And I love that. It's amazing. It's I probably because I'm Italian. People. Oh, you are. Yeah. My dad was born there. So huh. Italian, like people are like, that's you so talk passionate. a lot and you're loud. I'm like, I'm Italian. It just comes out. Do you like to cook? Just. I haven't. No. I'm good at, like, I, I'm decent. I'm not bad. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, that's besides the point. So. Yeah, I and you seem very passionate about, for example, Moody. And I'm curious, like, why are you so? Why do you love this school love so much? Moody. Like, what's up? Like, tell us. I love what. Moody. Um, I think part of it is <laughs> part of it's luck. I think if I went to another college, I'd be passionate for them too. I'm, I'm a, I'm a very loyal person. So okay. it's like, if I'm on your team, I'm on your team. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think part of it was just like, yeah, I'm here at Moody. Yeah. I think. But I think more specifically, other than luck, it's just the professors here are just like it's it probably happens at other small Bible colleges too, but nobody gets to talk to their professors like we do. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Like all my professors or all my friends that go to state schools, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Oh, this professor, this like Moody, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if someone this if someone names a professor, you know. Yeah. And like it's crazy because when you name a professor, Sometimes you even know what class they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So if I say Johnson, you think some people just think Sistheo. They're like, oh yeah, Sistheo. Or like mm-hmm. Pappendorf. Oh, CWC. Or like Sanchez. Oh, OT. And it's okay. like they can teach other classes, mm-hmm. but you're so in tune with professors that you just like, you know them so right, well. Right. I agree. But don't you think that has to do with the fact that this is a small school? I think, I think that. I also just think though, like it takes commitment on both ends. Okay. So. Yeah, yes it is because it's a small school but also the professors are committed like pro- they yeah, come to moody school. because they want to be a part of that mm-hmm. a lot of professors here could work somewhere else mm-hmm. but they choose to work here mm-hmm. because they're committed it takes commitment on both ends mm-hmm. um i know this podcast isn't about me um but that actually is part of what fueled my desire yeah. to want to be a professor you know because i realized oh my gosh teachers can actually pour into us Outside of what they're teaching, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and I think college age. I like my favorite two age. My two favorite age groups would be college or age brackets would be college yeah. and toddlers because I feel like that's an age where they think they know what they're doing, but they really don't. Uh-huh. You know, um, and so being able to, yeah, just be poured to pour into and be poured into, um, at this age, yeah, is so absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know what I'm man, I could go on for. I think another one is. What I've experienced is when you go home or when you talk to friends that are not at Moody, wherever it is, they, like Moody students, I think, talk about their classes exponentially more than any other university, Mm. any other school. Not saying I don't ever hear my friends talk about their classes. Mm -hmm. I have a couple that will, Mm -hmm. but you never hear and, and rightfully so but you never hear your friend rant about their econ class at their state school and be like check out what i learned today mm-hmm. like they never talk about that Fair but enough. moody it's like it seeps out of you mm-hmm. it's like what did you learn today and it's like i could tell you like you want to know like i took systematic theology you know what i mean i mm-hmm. took ministry leadership and staff relationships those are my mm-hmm. two classes today i could mm-hmm. talk forever mm-hmm. and so that's also a crazy one and i think I love Moody because it prepares you for life. 
not just for a job. And that's kind of how I, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, I have these like hypothetical situations in my mind, mm-hmm. like how I would sell Moody mm-hmm. if I were to, obviously next year I might get the chance to like go to conferences or like promote it more huh. outside. Okay. And I would, so I always like hypothetically think like, how would I sell it? Cause yeah. I'm a business mind. So I'm like, how uh-huh. would I sell it? And so I always, I always try to tell people like, logically it, it makes sense, mm-hmm. but emotionally you want to like say no. But if you ask someone, like, would you rather get trained for a job or for life? Like, you'd always be like, life. And I think when people say, I'd rather get trained for a job, I think, not all the time, I want to generalize people, mm-hmm. people are going to get mad, but you kind of have a narrow-minded view of the job market. Like, there are so many jobs out there. And I'm not saying that's the solution, like, mm-hmm. to, to everyone's problems. But like, someone like me, I've realized, I can work a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I can graduate, go to a church. I can graduate, go to a camp, graduate. Stay here. Stay here, graduate, go to the business world. Like it, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of places, it's crazy. So I would rather get trained, trained for life. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get trained on how to be a good husband, how to be a good mm-hmm. father, how to mm-hmm. serve in my local church. Like I learn all these things at Moody and I'm just like, I'm learning more about Christ and more about the church than than most people will learn in their life mm-hmm. true just true. in four years and it's kind of it's kind of crazy and so i love moody for that reason because it's just man i'm so passionate about like if you go to school for five days a week and you go to church you know sunday night wednesday mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. i mean it's it's only right that you're going to become more and more if you're not careful like you're going to be more and more shaped by the stuff you spend more time with so yeah, if sure. i'm in class more and i'm not if i'm in those things more then i'm going to be shaped by those yeah i mean what you yeah and so moody was it was like a no-brainer i was like i want to be shaped by the word mm-hmm. i want to hear it non-stop mm-hmm. i want to hear it every day and it's going to shape me and it has it totally has i think every moody student you can go back home for break or hang out with friends or whatever and you can just slowly start to see like holy cow mm-hmm. what's one of the what's one of the most significant things you've learned here so far <sighs> i know that's such a loaded thing oh man i could go on forever um, I'll try and do like three, like three top ones. Mm-hmm. So faith and learning with Peter Worrell, mm-hmm. phenomenal class. Everyone I've, yeah, loves that class. Yeah. Some people, I, I think I've heard a couple people that be like, it's so dumb. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it just, he told you, so he did this insane illustration mm-hmm. and I've said this to a lot of people, but we walked into class. I think it was the first or second day. He said, turn to your partner and talk about your day. So we okay. talked about our day and he said, talk about your week, talk about our week. And then he said, he said, okay, now I want you to think about what what you each said. And I doubt you mentioned Christ. He's like, you probably talked about class, homework, yeah. any other responsibilities. You didn't talk about, dude, God's teaching me this. Or dude, he's like, you didn't say that. And I'm like, holy cow. Like this guy's like blowing my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And so like, he would always do that. He'd always ask a question and then he'd say, I bet you didn't think about Christ for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we caught on. And so he'd ask mm-hmm. a question. He's like, he's like, so now I'm training you to think Christ first, to think Bible first, to think how does that fit into this? Mm-hmm. And so That's that good. class, that class is big. I can't, I can't say like a specific singular quote from the class. Yeah, no, but that's you need to. Oh say. yeah, just like learning, like seeing everything through a biblical worldview. Yeah, that was a big one. Two. The stuff in systematic theology about a, a triune God blows my mind. Ooh, that's one of my favorite things about it, God, the fact that he's three. It, it, like, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it. I'm not a theologian. I would not do it justice at all. I mean, everyone's a theologian, but okay. True. But, like, when we're learning about that in Sistia, I'm just like, holy cow, like mm-hmm. this. Just And I think to go along with the triune, the triune God, it would just be... Something I've learned that's shaped me is just God's beauty. I'm oh, just like, amen, amen. Are you so like? Beautiful. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, how can you not? And I, I'm, I'm a sinner, so I don't always wake up like this. But I'm just like, how can you not look at God and just be like, that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. I want more of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, <laughs> even though, even though obviously you can disagree with him on different levels and everything like that, and I'm not sure where I stand with him everywhere. Mm-hmm. John Piper just gets so fiery oh, in his yeah. videos. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about him and his Christian So fiery. You know? Yeah, and he has this video where he talks about the image of, like, the fountain of life. Mm. He goes, when you get... He just talks. He always closes his eyes. He always mm-hmm. closes his eyes when and you he, get like, heated. And he, like, has so much yep. posing. And stuff. Yeah. And, like, 
the poor people in the front row are probably getting like he probably spits on it so much but he's just like he i should find the video but he just says like this is so good i'm taking it and he yells it he's like this is so good i'm taking it mm-hmm. and he's talking about the fountain of life i'm like dude that is that is so true like mm-hmm. god's beauty is just like i want more of mm-hmm. this yeah amen and so that's two three man there's so many good professors here but I think this, that's part of why you want to do this podcast that yeah and that brings them along that's also such a big testimony to moody like you can't if you went to a state school or even other Bible colleges and said, tell me three things you've learned that have impacted you the most from your college experience, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, I don't know. Like, I didn't learn anything. Like, I just learned about my job. You know what I mean? True. They can only tell you stuff that directly relates to their job, if that. With Moody, it's like, you can tell someone, what's your three top things you've learned? And they'll have a hard time. People are struggling to narrow it down to three. You know what I mean? They're like, what? Whereas people at other schools, they're struggling to get to three. And so... Faith and learning was big. That was big. Dr. DeRose is big. Mm-hmm. Why? She's just, I love her attitude of like, if your right eye causes you to sin, stab it, mm. take it out. Like that's kind of her attitude is like, mm. we were talking about this in our office the other day and it was just the sense of like, how bad do you want it when it comes to Christ? Like, and once again, I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. So there's times where I'm lazy and I don't take the necessary steps. But we were just like, how bad mm-hmm. do you want it mm-hmm. when it comes to your growth in Christ and knowing him more? Yeah. And whatever is, is stopping you, get rid of it. So like for me, like my phone, I mean, this happened a long time ago, but like social media, gone. So you don't have any, you're not on any nope. platforms. Internet, just gone. Texting. Games, gone. Like my phone, I don't want to be on like I'll be on it to text people. Okay, you and Ari, how do you do brosis anything? We have a group chat. We have a group chat. So I, I like I have I have a group chat on GroupMe. Okay. I have text messaging. Um I have Spotify, but that's about it cuz it's just like what it's that attitude of like how bad do you want it? And I think mm-hmm. I I think a lot of Christians settle even me they settle for just a shallow version of Christianity that they don't know. Yeah, they don't no cup, no cup. They don't know they're settling. Like it's all these people that's like, I love Christ. And like, I don't doubt that you do love part of Christ, but it's like, you're addicted to your phone. You're addicted to Netflix. Even people here at Moody. And I don't, I don't really blame them. I'm not trying to look down on them because I'm not perfect either, but I'm just like, Holy cow. If you knew how much deeper, infinitely deeper your relationship with Christ goes, mm-hmm. there's no way mm-hmm. you would ever waste time. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's hard. It's super hard. And I'm not perfect, but it's hard for me to do that stuff. It's hard for me to watch movies. It's hard for me to watch TV shows. Hmm. So you, so you, what, what's, what's Georgia in his free time? Like, what do you do? So the, I'm, once again, I'm not perfect. So I just want to say disclaimer. <laughs> you to, watch TV and you watch movies. To anyone that thinks I'm perfect, I do waste time on YouTube. A lot. That's a killer. Are you That's, are you a fan of vlogs? What do you no. watch on YouTube? I watch. <laughs> I don't like vlogs, man. I wish I could pull up because I don't have it on my phone. I wish I could pull up like my recommended. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's usually like sports highlights. Oh, okay. Um, I love to live vicariously through sports. Okay. So, <laughs> I always tell I always tell some of my friends like, dude, if I wasn't a Christian, you would be. I would love. I mean, I'm five six, so and like five six one sixty, so there's no way, but. I'm like, I would love to be a D1 athlete. That would have been the dream. And so... Wait, okay. You said if you are not a Christian, who says that Christians can't be... That's true. I shouldn't have said okay, it like that. Okay. I just mean like if I was just if so self-obsessed, here. like, dude, that'd be awesome. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't usually... Know. What sport is that? Is that football? D1 is just... It stands for Division One, So it's like all the big schools. Oh. D1 just means like you're a big athlete. Oh. It's like big time. Of any sport? Of any sport. Oh, okay. And so I live vicariously. Mm-hmm. Like I watch highlights and be like, that's me. <laughs> but so my recommended is sports. It's a lot of philosophical, sometimes like the borderline self-improvement stuff, which mm. is, you got to be careful with that stuff. True. Um, and then I'm not, that's about it. Sports that, and then it'll be like, usually like sermon clips or like mm. just okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so my free anyway, time, mm-hmm. man, what do I do? I read a lot. I love reading. What's your top three at the moment? Outside of class. Do you have any? 
like what's my top three books that, that you are reading okay what books are you reading right now outside <laughs> of class oh, okay. and then what are your top three books say, that in the read. past three years yeah okay so right now i'm reading um extreme ownership it's a book by this guy named jocko he's an ex-navy seal mm-hmm. so i love it because I love a book because it starts a conversation piece. So when I'm walking around campus, I'm always carrying a book, or I try to. Mm. And it is such a conversation piece because mm. interesting. I just love reading. Mm-hmm. So I think hopefully people in my classes slowly start to realize that like you can't put me in a box because mm-hmm. so far this semester I've walked to class with the autobiography of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. Fahrenheit 451, and this one extreme ownership and i think i walked to school walked to class with a dating book once yeah so it's like you can't put me because like you see the malcolm x book you know like, what but and you it, do that for dramatic purposes for conversation it's purposes. both but you also i, I do it books. because the book is really good i also do it because i want to show people that like you can, show off i want to <laughs> show people like you can learn from this stuff like when my yeah anyways so you can learn from this <laughs> stuff but so top ones i'm reading right now i'm reading that one extreme ownership mm-hmm. it just tells you about like really interesting really interesting perspective on like how you can take over as a leader so like forget it talks about like forgetting your ego it talks about owning up to your mistakes all that stuff so that's good um i'm reading a book on investing because i'm trying to take (laughs) control of my future yeah you are uh i think that's the only ones i'm reading right now outside there might be another one did you finish reading the dating book yeah, that was really good. Really? That was really so good. So you recommended it to Carter, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so Carter, Frank Carter gave it to me to borrow. He's like, I want you to read this and tell me how it is. I read and it in like four days. I bought my own copy. I told my friend to buy himself a copy. What? So I was walking. Uh, I took a 15. I was. I What's was, the book? It's called Outdated. Mm. Um, So I was at work, and Miguel, this guy I work with, he's like, yo, there's a dude on my floor selling those for five bucks. I'm like, are you serious? So I was like, dude, I got to take 15. So I took my 15. I walked into the plaza. I saw Alex Duncan, the RA 15. Wait, you you had 15 bucks. That's what you're saying. 15 minutes. I took my 15-minute break. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm going up to 19. I'm getting this book. I see Alex Duncan on the way out of Colby. And I go, dude, I'm about to go get a book. You're going to want this book. He's like, I'm going to Venmo you. Give me one. What? He trusted you just like that. We're boys. He trusted me. Wow. And so, um, so I finished that one. Anyways, my top three books of all time. Oh, if I could, okay, if I could recommend three books mm-hmm. to all to our nine people listening, to the two people listening, if I could recommend three books, I'm <laughs> like, you need to read this book. Uh-huh. Bible doesn't count. What? So the Bible doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. It's already guaranteed. One. Uncle Tom's Cabin, my favorite book mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is hard to get the other two. <laughs> so hard. And I just want to say, a lot of the, if I don't name a book, I probably haven't read it, so I don't want people to get offended. But still, you're entitled to your own opinion. So what would two? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look through my phone because I take a picture of every book that I read, and I know I got some good ones in here. How many pictures do you have? Because you're. It's only for this. It's only for this semester. Oh okay. So I've read sixteen books this semester. Really? I think so. I think I I think I did it the other like day. Like exclusive of outside school. of school. So one, two. Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen outside of class. Between fall semester and this semester. Okay, so Uncle Tom's Cabin. What else? Man, there's so many good books in here. There's so many good books. I would say after I've read it, for Christians, Delighted in the Trinity would be up there. Ooh, that's one of my favorite books. That's kind of why I'm in love with the Trinity. It is so, it's so good at like explaining it to you, Mm -hmm. but you're also still in a good sense of like, I don't understand this. It's so beautiful. That's true. It's both. It's like, I understand it, but I don't. There's still a mystery to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the Christian faith in general. Yeah. And it's so, I feel like... I feel like a lot of stuff that I learn here, it's hard to explain it to others mm. because I'm not a Bible scholar, but mm. I am in regards mm. to people who aren't at Bible college. <laughs> yeah. So I can recommend a book and people are like, this is so over my head. But that's a book where I'm like, dude, anyone can yeah, read anyone, this. Yeah, anyone, that's true. It, it is, that's why, so Uncle Tom's Cabin, Blind in the Trinity, third one. 
This is a classic. I just went over it in my Miss Smith class, but I read it before that. Pilgrim's Progress uh, is insane. Uh, I haven't I just, read it, but I've seen. I love novels. People got to read novels. No, yeah, that's true. It's the way the way Doctor Darizay talks about them in this weird way. She's like, it has you. She's like, novels seduce you through the back door. She uses that phrase all the time, and it just sticks with me. It's so weird, but it's she's like, it seduces you through the back door because the author's trying to share a message, mm-hmm. and it seduces you through the back door, gets you invested mm-hmm. in the characters and mm-hmm. the storyline, mm-hmm. and then it'll hit you with a truth mm-hmm. that reflects on you, and you're just like. That's so true. But you don't know that. And I've read like five books in my life. Yeah. But that's so, so you're like rooting for a certain character. They get met with opposition. And then you're just like, what? That's me. Or like, that's society. Mm-hmm. That's culture. Mm-hmm. And so. That's good. Anyways, those are my three books. Okay, cool. Top three. Um, So, yeah, you're very passionate about reading. I'm wondering if you write at all. Because I know <laughs> I a lot of reading. I would suck it, right? <laughs> I would suck at writing. I'm so... Why do you think? I feel like anyone who has read so much and has had so much literature in their brain should be That's able true. to orchestrate That's something. That's true. Because I don't even Maybe read, I should but try I love it. to write. You know? Maybe I should try it. I'm just so like... I don't know. I'm so... I just love to be a learner. And I'm so driven, mm-hmm. which can be a bad mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. that kind of with Christ, it should ultimately lead me back to Christ. Yeah. But with books and stuff, I'm just like... I am. I just want to learn. Like, how bad do you so want? So it's it? almost like almost almost. It's almost like a hunger, like a deep hunger for knowledge. I yeah. Like I am almost consumed by this idea of like continual learning, which hopefully leads me back to Christ, because it can be very self-centered very quick. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to learn to be better. I just want to learn to be the man. Mm-hmm. And so it can get very, very um, conceited. Yeah, that'd be the word conceited. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm just consumed with this idea of like learning more, mm-hmm. going deeper. Because that's your life with Christ. And so that's why I love reading. I love listening to podcasts. It's like, I'm consumed with this idea of just like today. It's so funny. Um, it's so just nerdy that mm-hmm. I would look this up. I think a lot of people probably see me mm-hmm. and nerd is the last thing they would think. But like deep down, that's mm-hmm. what I am. Mm-hmm. It's like today. This whole week, actually, I've just been Googling, watching videos about how, how to become more articulate. Like, I'm Aww. just on a drive. I'm really? like, I want to be articulate. And what do you think articulation entails? Or what I have you learned just, so far? Just the, to be a captivating speaker. Like, mm-hmm. I see people speak. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite? <laughs> okay, give me your top three. I don't know speakers? You are a top yeah. three speakers? Yeah. Dude, I don't orators. And this can be like outside of me. I don't know. I don't know. Could be me. (laughs) The thing about it, like, it's just so crazy how someone can just captivate you with their voice. It's like, boom, I'm in. Who would I say? So sometimes it has to do with just how their voice sounds. I think, yeah, yeah, how it sounds. Sometimes people just have the passion. You're just like, Mm -hmm. holy cow. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of guys on YouTube I watch that, in my opinion, I'm like, these guys are so captivating. Because you can just feel the passion, just like I think John Piper is one. Huh. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's necessarily. I mean, I think he is articulate, but that's not what comes to mind when I think of him. Right. I just think of passion, awesome. articulate. I think Vody Bauckham, if you know who he is, Shoot, I don't. He is a he's a pastor, and once again, you can always disagree on certain levels of theology and stuff. Sure. But when he talks, you're just like, this guy's smart. What's his name? One more time for the people, so we can go. Vody Bauckham. Okay. Jordan Peterson's also a big one. He's not a Christian, just a very big philosopher. Mm. And he's the guy that's like super articulate. He's like, okay. like it's just so, it, like the the goal, like just if I could be articulate, like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it also has to do with how quickly you can process yeah, what true. you're thinking. True. And deliver it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, how did we get to articulation? What did I ask? I don't know. Okay. Do you want to go to like 45 minutes or something? Sure. If I remember where I stopped. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm just consumed with this idea. Like, I want to be more articulate. I want to learn more. I want it. And once again, I'm not perfect. So there's days where it's like, <laughs> today a guy a guy walks into my room and I'm laying on my couch, like listening to country music and just sitting there. Country music. 
I'm unashamed. But you see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not always like. So I lived in Iowa and I did fall in love with country music. So let's go. So I'm not always like I hate I hate saying these things because then people are just like, so you're saying you're perfect. I'm like, dude, if you lived with me for a day, you would find out real quick. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Ask the guys on COVID-12. I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love reading podcasts, articles, whatever. Top three podcasts at the moment. <laughs> I listen to some business ones. <laughs> so I really are such a big So I listened to this one that's not business. It's called A Grain of Salt. I think I told you about it. Yeah. It's a guy with a ministry called The Salt Company. It's a college ministry in Iowa. And he just interviews people and just talks about their stories, talks about their ministry experience. Mm-hmm. I like that one. There's one called How I Built This. So it's a story. It's literally the subtitle is The Story of Resilience. And it's like, oh. it's people See, that. You said resilience. That's that's what it's called. No, resilience, not resiliency. And like yeah. in the last episode, we argued about the pronunciation. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, uh huh. But that one is just about like how people built their businesses. And then The Hidden Brain is a good one. It's a super good one. It's a psychologist that just talks about Ooh, what goes on in your mind. So I, like, I listened about bad habits and good habits and how mm-hmm. they are formed. I listened about brands and how they can get consumers to almost like mm-hmm. swear allegiance to them like it's a mm-hmm. cult so that's mm-hmm. a good one huh. but yeah interesting um so uh you definitely started or had this idea of having your own podcast born in you and i yeah. and so i'm wondering like does that stem from your love for podcasts or is this like what you Take me down the journey of you wow, and podcasts. That's a good question. You wanting to start a podcast. Yeah. I think it's got to be in the blood somehow. My brother majored in sports broadcasting and, jur- sports broadcasting and journalism. Really? Is he a sports sporty yes. guy himself or is he like you? Well, it's crazy because I tell people, like, I always tell people, my family loves... Is he tall? Yes. Tall? But he's not like, I don't know, he's six foot something. He's not like insanely tall. But it's funny because my family loves sports. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at us, like... We're not athletes, but we love sport. We love watching mm-hmm. sports. So, probably got it from him because he hosts a podcast. He like all this stuff. But also, I just professors are so wise. So I'm just like, dude, I have to find a way to get professors to talk to me more and have it recorded. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, well, who knows if there's a couple students out there that are also like, mm-hmm. man, I want to listen to that. And mm-hmm. so, that's probably why I wanted to do it. And then like, life is full of things. I feel like you have a good grip on this where it's like, if you want to do something, just try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like, I it bugs me when people just talk about stuff. Mm. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, you fail. Yeah. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So people are like, I want to learn the guitar. I'm like, dude, learn it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Or someone's like, I want to skateboard. I'm like, skateboard, do it. Like, you want to do something? Go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And so one day I was like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, all right, you might as well try, you know? Mm-hmm. Life's too short to, I mean, if you just, teach yourself to not try you're in for a long life yeah i think i saw a quote today or it was a video that had the quote that was saying like the first step to being good at something is not being good at it is being bad at it basically sure yeah and i was like amen like you just try i mean you'll try and fail but that's step one to succeeding you know granted there's times where you start something and you're excellent like you know (laughs) this podcast but um yeah it yeah anyway I'm wondering, um, oh, I, I almost lost my train of thought. You asked me what I would want to tell. Yeah. You're going to turn it back on me, huh? Uh-huh. It's your turn. So what, what it was would like... you tell if you could communicate something to Moody? <coughs> I don't know if you meant, actually, hey. I don't know if you meant Moody professors and students or just students, but Moody. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What would that be? Oh, my word. There's so much. Definitely going to go over 45 minutes. That's for sure. Um, I can't think of oh my goodness see it's so hard man something I want to do hypothetically mm-hmm. I don't know if this would be the one thing I would tell them but hypothetically like Day Rose for her class Dr. Day Rose um, you have to do a 48 hour media fast so you turn your phone off for 48 hours mm-hmm. and I just want the whole campus to do it Ooh. wouldn't that be insane yeah. just for 48 hours we could do 24 hours I just think that would be insane. Everyone turns off their phone. But do you think we would really, really, really <sighs> tell the difference? Yeah. I, I think we would. That would be crazy. Like, imagine 24 to 48 hours, no phones. Think about the elevator rides to class. That's a little awkward. Think about, like, for me, if I went to the gym, no one has headphones in. 
Wait. That's awkward. Music. Oh, you're, you're considering Spotify part of media. Yep. Gone. True. I mean, unless you want to bring your laptop and plug your headphones in <laughs> as you work out, but or to class. Like you see a guy walking with a laptop in class. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's such determination. The, I, I don't know. If, obviously, that's not something I would tell Moody students, but that's something I'm like, that you would be. See. Imagine, like, it would be doable if we're just like, dude, 24 hours. No I phones. think you just have uh, such a deep hatred for. Oh, I hate it. If you hate social media and you hate phones, feel free to stop me whenever you see me if you listen to this. <laughs> and shake can, his hand and say, bond. man, I feel you. We can bond, yeah. yeah. But if I had to tell him something, one thing, I, it would, I think it would kind of go along the lines of what I said earlier mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like settling for a shallow, a shallow faith. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? Like mm-hmm. sometimes there's people in your life that you see them and you're just like, you're only scratching the surface, dude. It's like if someone went to, we we could take this beach, for example, at Lake Michigan, the Oak Street Beach. Um, if we don't, I mean, you could look, think of many other illustrations. And imagine someone picks up a grain of sand and is like, mm-hmm. look at this piece of sand I got. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You can get a whole lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Or imagine I go to the ocean and have a little shot glass and I get a scoop of water. Yeah. I'm like, check out this water I got. And you'd be like, dude, there's a whole ocean out there. And it's it's infinite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, the ocean probably isn't to some extent. But that's like what it's like with, with God and our right. relationship with Christ. Like, you have so many people. And I, I fall prone to this too, mm-hmm. where you get a glass. And you're just like, look at this. And it's just like, dude, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of stuff hinders us from that. So mm-hmm. even though I hate phones. Like ourselves. Yeah, I think ourselves. I think even though I think phones is a big component, there's other stuff. I just hate phones the most. Like <laughs> phones is one. Pride and ego is one. Selfishness is one. Like even laziness. Honestly. Laziness is one. Slothfulness. Um, Straight up sin. Basically. But it's crazy because you got people with a grain of sand, mm-hmm. and they're just so content with it. Yeah. And you're like, dude, there's so much more out there. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to God than that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think it also kind of goes into my my desire for myself when I think of the other day I was comparing my life to the American dream. And Mm -hmm. I was like, is anything different? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like if I describe the American dream for my Ugandan people listening. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll, I was kind of, I was kind of referencing it in the context of like Christianity's American dream. So this fact that like I can be a Christian and kind of slap it on top of this whole have a nice house, have a nice family, have a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still a Christian, so I go to church. Mm-hmm. Basically, it eliminates, I think, it eliminates the need to trust in God. It's like, why do I need to trust in him? And it's it really, I'm enamored by this. I'm enamored by this. I don't know exactly what God wants me to do, but I'm enamored by what I'm about to say. Miss Smith talked about in class the other day. She's like, there are so many other countries out there where good days are the exception. And it's flipped here in America where bad days are the exception. Like if you have a bad day, it stands out. It's like, I had a crappy day today. She's like, there are so many countries where a good day is the exception. It's like, I had a good day for once in my life. Mm. And it's so, and I'm just like, I'm enamored by that because that is, that hits. I'm just like, shouldn't that be some of the Christian life? Like, if you just have all good days all the time, you're eliminating the need for for dependence on God, which I understand. I'm just like saying stuff and there's always exceptions and I'm not trying yeah. to speak in absolutes, yeah. but that's just what I struggle with. I'm just like, I look at my life and I'm just like, what have I needed? Mm-hmm. Like, how have I needed to depend on God? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad, especially when I think in context of so many things that are going on around the world. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like sitting what? here. So Myanmar, the stuff that's happening there. And I can't really speak on it because I'm not too sure about exactly what's happening. Right. And I don't want to sound ignorant and just describe yeah. it poorly. Yeah. But just the fact of like all the Christians and the lockdown they're in um, and all this stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, seriously. And I'm complaining about, yeah. you SDR know what I mean? Food. Yeah, I'm complaining about SDR food. Like, are you kidding me right now? And so that's a big one. It's just like, what is... It's just so hard. It's so hard. I feel like we we fall into this trap of like, I want to graduate from Moody and I want to make I want to get a good job, 
but I don't want to have too much, but I want to have enough, but not so much. And we think I, we're doing so great. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I want to depend on God, but I also want to be secure and I want to provide in this and but that. But I feel like it's a human desire to be secure. Like yeah. insecurity is oh, terrifying, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm also wondering, like, don't you think that's why Jesus said it will be harder for, a, easier for, a, I don't know how, I might be grossly paraphrasing or saying it wrong, but something about, um, like it's easier for a camel to, to go get through, to the eye of a needle. Yeah, than it yeah. would be for a rich man to get into heaven. And I think that roots from, and just like blessed are the poor, yeah. for they will what see like something something will happen to them. But that's because like, like when you are needy and in need, not just materialistically, but of course like in need of a it's savior. Insane. Yeah. Then you, you know, you depend on Jesus. Um, it's insane. So I agree with you. It's insane, and especially I'm not a Bible scholar, but people always talk about. Hopefully they're right. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know. But uh-huh. they talk about like Jesus was homeless or this or that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like totally enamored by it. I'm like, how does that even work? Like, how does that even work? And so anyways, if I could tell the moody, the moody body, moody student body, <laughs> something I would just say, man, you're picking up a grain of sand. There's a whole beach. There's a whole beach. You're picking up a, a cup of water. There's a whole ocean. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Sweet. Any other closing questions or thoughts? Um, what's your favorite color? For in elementary school, I thought it was cool, and I thought it, I thought it was cool because oh I liked orange, and it's not that good. Oh I'm definitely blue. Yeah. But I thought blue was too popular. I'm like, everyone likes blue, so I think it is blue now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Good and last thing, something I'm unashamed of. Oh yeah. <sighs> Definitely, I have a couple. Listen to the country music for sure, um, which is weird because I'm not I'm not from the country and yeah. Anyways, another weird one. You listen to Dan and Shay. Would you call that country music? It's more pop country, country okay. pop. Okay. What's a weird man? Now I'm taking up too much time. But what's a weird? I'm so sorry. Something I'm unashamed of. You'd think that you would have your own answer since you asked me this earlier today, but here we are. I might not have anything. That just might be how it happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Isn't that so sad? But you're so normal. I hate Such, tomatoes. Uh, oh, and ketchup. That's not really something I'm... Who's unashamed of that, though? I like to dance a lot. Really? What Unashamedly. Kind of just got to feel it out. So in my room, I will dance all the time. Really? All the time. I'm like, so much. To country in. music? Anything. Yeah, usually country music. Anything. What? Anything. You need to get onto some African beats. I need to get you onto yeah, some Yeah, you can African send them beats. to me. All right. Well, second episode down. Thanks, all. You've really made it thus far. We are so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the Now there's really nobody listening. Yeah. I don't know how to say goodbye, though. Goodbye. Yeah. See you next time. We'll probably have someone subscribe. See you next time when we interview somebody yeah professor x all right